Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready! Welcome to Kind of Slightly Biased Sports. A little bit of a unique situation. How it moved bump fuck Oklahoma. So until we figure out how to professionally do this, because that's all we do professionally, we're going to do this. We're going to do Zoom. So never mind the slightly less impressive audio. We're going to keep it rolling. Yep. We got not a lot to talk about. We got regionals Basketball. to talk about. And I've been about to kind of bust talking about this with everybody except uh, you and everybody listening and both of you watching. So I'm pretty excited about it. We have basketball, we have three, about we, mostly baseball. Yeah, we got three games, two games, three games to discuss. The Oklahoma State series, which is the best series that I've ever seen, maybe in any sport, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, NBA Finals are obviously going on because of regional baseball. I have neglected the NBA to be fully transparent. I did watch some of yesterday's game, so we will fill in the cracks with basketball. And there was some very confusing news in the NFL we will touch on. But that's what we got today. Be nice and short and sweet today, boys. Starting with Saturday, Oklahoma State, Arkansas. In the regional. I don't know. I don't know how many times we've talked about being an Arkansas fan and how impossibly nerve-wracking it is and the heart attacks and the roller coasters. Saturday's game alone was enough to go, like, top of the list, top five, just for fear of leaving something out. Uh, and then the entire series proceeded to be exactly the same way. Saturday's game – Oklahoma State led by five runs two times in that game, and Arkansas won by eight, if that tells you any way that the game went. If you're listening to this and you did not watch the game or any of the games, you probably need to probably tune out now because none of this didn't make any sense. But, And I'm sure you've heard it by now since it's been almost a week. But oh, I've said previously on this show, if you followed it up at this point, my expectation for this team all year has not been championship. Oklahoma State is – I, I find it hard to believe that will not be the most complete team that we've faced. I have never seen another team be less out of it ever. Like, there at no point that I feel comfortable with any lead, whether we scored first, built up a lead, whether we came back, built up a lead, it didn't fucking matter. One inning, and it was, it was gone. That game got super weird because when I – I was watching it here – and we was over at some friends with with doing book club. And I had the boys. Let's get sweet. We'll watch the game. No problem. Game got interesting. Hogs were out of it. I think it was, I think it was 10-5 at one point. And Emily called me. She's like, hey, they're gonna they're gonna play cornhole over here if you want to come over. And I was like, I'm I'm gonna do this. Like this is this is kind of my plan the entire time. This is my Arkansas baseball, especially postseason is my favorite sport if I can narrow it down that far 
I said, so she's like, oh, we turn the game on over here. All right, so I waited for a good time. When I left, I turned on the radio. It was 10-8. And I got over there. They were already playing. So I turned on my phone while they were playing, just kind of keep up with it. And my phone was giving me fits, and I got pissed, and I went inside, and it was already on. And they had – when I walked in, they walked in a run to make it 10-9. And I was like, all right, like we got the bases loaded. We're in business. We'll be fine. And I don't remember which order it went in, but there was a slew of walks and hit batters after that. And they walked in. They gave free passes to enough batters where it was 11-10 Arkansas, and we had to lead. And then they pulled the pitcher. New pitcher comes in. I looked at Shane, and I said, wouldn't it be crazy if first pitch battles just hits Grand Slam? And he fucking smoked that ball into the abyss, into the darkness. It looked like all weekend I was for sure that that O'Brate Stadium was tiny. And it's it's I'm actually – I'm pretty sure it's just a touch bigger at certain points than Bomb. I'm, and somebody told me that they modeled that after Bomb. I don't know how true that is. I'd like to think it's true because cream the crop is Bomb Stadium. But the, the balls that were leaving that fucking stadium, it looked like it was about 200 feet to dead center. Juice balls, whatever. Juice players don't care. It was fucking fantastic. Anybody who has ever said baseball is boring, if you watch that, I get that doesn't speak for the rest of the game. But like that is the series for you to watch if you think baseball is boring. There was a hundred and something runs scored in that regional. I think there was like forty nine home runs or something like that. It was fucking insane. So he hits that grand slam, and you know, it had, it had gotten to twelve ten prior to that grand slam. That made it 16-10, and they ended up winning 20-12. So they were losing my five two times, one by eight. Bananas. Sunday night, that game, more of the same, back and forth, back and forth. And when Michael Turner hit a home run, it should have won the game. So Michael Turner, I don't know how familiar you are with the Ruskin beef, calling him a rental player, called him a bum ass, like just went off. And so – Getting all over the place here. He, I've never listened to that show. I listened to it when he came back on the show because I wanted to hear him address it. His apology that he was clearly forced to give was so fucking absurd. Like it was, it was, he was like, I was wrong. I believe me, I've been punished. I'm not making any excuses. I own it. The things I said were not only hurtful, but they were untrue. There's no truth to what I said. But let me give some context. And so, like, like, right off the bat, if you have to give context, you are, in fact, making excuses for what you did. That's like saying, the only thing, with all due respect. Correct. But the only thing I respect that he said, because it's true, and like we've talked about it doing this, he was like, what I said, all of you have said, you just said it in the backyard, drinking beers, or you said it at the water cooler. He's like, I said it in front of a microphone, which is 100% accurate. You can't say that if you're in front of a microphone, though. Like once, and he said, once you put a face to the insults is when it becomes tough. Long story short, I'm not a big fan of the guy. All I have to go off of is this, so I do not like him. But Michael Turner went out yesterday and tweeted out that he had signed an NIL deal with Castle Pond and Rental as their rental player of the year, and that is fucking hilarious. After he won the regional MVP in one of the most electric regionals in college baseball history. So he hits that home run, I think, in the eighth. No. Yeah, maybe so. There was a point where yeah, it was Gregory – Seventh or the eighth. I can't remember which one it was. There was a point where Gregory 
they were playing deep to try they to. Were, they were freaking out. They were freaking out about that called strike. Oh, dude, the, the fucking strike zone. That whole series was ridiculous. Like, and it wasn't. Just, saying, I'm not oh, saying like, oh, if that would have been a three-one count, he wouldn't have thrown that pitch because then the next one he throws, it's it's gone because it was a two-two, and then he kabang. So I have issues with the with the umpires and the, the announcers for that whole crew is fucking stupid. But and I'm not saying like the strike zone was bullshit because Arkansas got screwed. Like it was all over the place. Like strikes that were balls for them or strikes for us, strikes for us, balls for them, or whatever the case. Like it was terrible. And both both teams would look back and be like, you've got to be kidding me. There were several times a pitcher would throw a pitch that was called a strike and they were like, like you could see on their face that they were kind of shocked. Like I'll take it, but that wasn't fucking close. Anyway, there was a ball hit to Gregory in left field, and they were playing deep, trying to keep from giving up to Brent. They were like, they're conceding a run almost by playing that deep because you're going to get something to drop in front of you. They were playing back to give that up, and then a ball was hit shallow for where they were playing, I guess. He charged it. I think he probably gets there, but he slipped. Ball went over his head. They scored two runs. Bad news. Michael Turner hits that home run. And they pulled, they pulled the pitcher, and I'm like, all right, Tiger's coming in, show's over. We're fucking getting out of here, on to the Super Regional. And Connor Nolan comes in. I like Connor Nolan. Connor Nolan's been solid all year. Connor Nolan's also been a starter all year. And you bring him into that situation, in my opinion, he's kind of set up for failure because you don't – like some people just don't have that – they're not they're – not, their closers are closers for a reason. Like that's where they come in, that's where they thrive. Brady Tiger is one of those people, in my opinion. But you bring Connor in, not only does it put him in a shit spot, it burns your starting pitcher, what I would assume will be the starting pitcher for Monday night's game, if you lose. They bring him in. He did not do great. We end up losing that game. It's in the past. So going into Monday night, I'm like, I have no fucking idea who's going to start, who's going to pitch, any of it. Zach Morris got the start. Zach Morris has been solid all year in bits and pieces. I don't think Zach Morris has gone more than three innings all year long. And we get into the fourth inning, and he's, he's doing great. Like, I, I do not agree with Van Horn's decision to put Connor in at the end of the game on Sunday night. Zach Morris starting, cool with it. He's never gone more than three innings, I don't think. He goes into the fourth, and he's, he's dealing. Like, he is first inning – no runs are scored on either side, which is very normal for baseball, very abnormal for the way the series has gone. So you get out of the first inning with no runs, we're in a great spot. Then he pulls Zach Morris and puts Cole Ramage in. Cole Ramage is either going to be lights out or he's going to fucking wax because that's what he's been all year. And there's no, there's no telling what's going to happen in between here and there. Cole Ramage comes in and continues to just shut shit down. And he has been – Fantastic through that game. It goes back and forth. And then he, when he comes out, I'm like, all right, now here comes Tiger to close out this game. Arkansas got the lead. Or they, they, I think it was 5-2 at that point. 5-3. 5-3. And when they pulled him out, and uh, Jesus Christ, Hagen Smith comes in. And Hagen Smith, again, starter, freshman. And that's, that's the thing that bugged me is they like they said, well, like, oh, well, Tiger's coming in right here Sunday night. He's a freshman. Connor's a senior. I'm over that shit. Like, it, Brady Tiger is a fucking stud. 
He's one of the best closers in college baseball, in my opinion. And that's what he does. He comes in and he shuts it down. Anyway, they bring Hagen Smith in, who pitched, I think, I don't remember which game he started. He didn't have a great outing. He's pulled out like an inning and a third. Him and Wiggins both got pulled pretty quick in the games that they started. So he comes in and fast forward to the eighth inning. And they've got Riggio at the plate, who has been fucking red hot. He's batting like 658 or some shit. I don't know what it was. He had like, I think he had five home runs and like 17 RBIs. And he comes in, two outs, bases loaded, which is a nightmare situation. Hagen Smith throws, he gets one strike on him, looking. And I was like, all right, don't throw a fucking fastball here. He throws a fastball, burns it outside. I was like, I'm cool with that. Because all fucking series, like how many times, I can say this out of frustration because we already won the series. How many times do we have to watch, how many batters, how many games do we have to go through before we realize they're swinging at the first pitch every time and we're going to pump fastballs in the middle of the first pitch. They're fucking crushing these balls and they just kept doing it. He's got two strikes, bases loaded, two outs. He's fucking stuck. Like, the series is over. I hated him playing against him. The series is over. That motherfucker's good, and I very much enjoy his energy, just not when it's against us. But blows the fastball by him, drops him to a knee on a swing, strikes him out. Higgins missed, pumped up, celebrating all the way to the dugout. Comes back out in the ninth inning. And Michael gets, Turner was fucking juiced. Michael Turner was juiced for that. Comes out and strikes out. I don't remember who it was. Gets the second out, and Turner is pumped, pulls his mask off, starts talking to him. And then I saw him walk back, and Dorshin comes up, who is the fucking defensive lineman-looking son of a bitch that they had, who was crushing the ball. And it, it was like – I mean, it's what you do in the backyard when you're a kid, if you're pitching. Like, all right, this is their guy, one of fucking seven that they had. All I got to do is get him out, and we're going on the Super Regional. And the last strike that he threw to him, he got him to watch it. He struck him out looking for the last out of the game, and he was fucking juiced. Him and Turner go up. They celebrate. When he turns back around, he tried to be stone-faced. I respect it, but we we all just saw you get excited. You can drop it. And Van Horn said that after the game – or after – before the game Monday, after the game Sunday, I guess, he texted everybody and was like, hey, if you've got something, let me know how you're feeling. I just got to know what we have. And he said his phone lit up. Hey, this was the first one. He's like, I want the ball in any situation. Don't care what it is. When he got up there, I don't remember if it was Riggio or Dorshin that he faced. The camera was on him and he was talking to himself. And I was like, oh, he's fucking feeling it. This is money. Like, pitchers start talking to themselves. If unless, unless they're just getting shelled and they're trying to bring themselves out of it, oh, he's fucking feeling it. And he absolutely uh, was. And it was fantastic. The announcers, not fantastic. Dog shit, actually. They loved some Oklahoma State. And I'm not usually that. one – I'm not usually one to be like, oh, well, they really hate Arkansas, especially not in baseball because, like, I get it as an announcer trying to remain impartial. Like, you just kind of – you get excited for whoever is hot at the time, wherever the momentum is, you just kind of go with it. Even when the momentum was on Arkansas' side, they wanted no part of it. Like, Dorshan hit a fly ball in, in a terrible situation. Like, there was two outs and they had runners on. Dorshan hit a fly ball that was caught almost exactly where Braden Moe was already standing. He didn't have to move much for it. And as soon as it came off the bat, now granted, my butt puckered. I thought it was gone. It went. It was a high. He hit it hard, and the announcer was like, "Dorshin hits the fly ball," and it's caught right where Braden Webb was. Like they were willing that shit out of the park. They were all over R- Riggio. Again, I understand it's very exciting, but 
it, they like they couldn't get enough of that shit. And then afterward, the only thing I do kind of hate for him, I know a bunch of Arkansas fans loved it. I loved it in the moment. Is like he he acted like that. Like he he did the like the Captain Jack Sparrow run around third base, and then Robert Moore sprinted around the bases. He sprinted faster. Like he was he was about the shit either way. And he did it on Saturday. They came back. They lost. And he ate it. And he came back out Sunday with the same fucking energy. So I do respect that. Like it would have been another thing to just shut down. But after the game, like they had a camera on him, and he was you know up against the up against the dugout. Like he was he was defeated. Obviously they lost. It sucks. The season's over. And I was like, all right, you know he's he's sitting there. He's taking it. Whatever. And then the camera cut back to him afterwards. He's in the fucking dugout spiking his glove and shit, which we can both we can both agree we would have been doing the same thing. But they I got so tired of that shit. Like it was I tried at one point to mute it and turn it on the radio and listen to Phil Elson and Bubba Carpenter. I don't like Bubba Carpenter either. Sorry. He gets on my nerves. But it's I think it's tough to be like color commentary because there's one person that is telling everybody what's going on in the game and the other person just has to fill the gaps. Yeah. But like, like the color commentator that was calling the game on TV. That stupid son of a bitch. They kept trying to pick off Lanzilli at first base, and Lanzilli got thrown out at third. I have no idea why he ran to third. There is no way the base coach told him to go to third because he picked the ball up in center when he touched second base. Lanzilli, very good ball player. Not fast. Not particularly fast. Probably one of the slower on the team, if I had to guess. Now, granted, this is a team of college athletes, so hit it slow to them. He'd be both less the foot race. But, eh. Maybe. Either way, <laughs> he they kept trying to pick him up at first, and he was not far enough off the bag to pick him off because he's no threat to steal, which was kind of weird because Campbell that came in – I almost cut my mustache off during this game. I left that out. When Campbell came in the second time, or when he came back in on Monday, he's got a mustache. And I was like, I can't support this. I'm going to have to cut it off. And then we started getting to him, and it was fine. But And they said – during that broadcast that they they asked him before the game what the secret was to his great mustache he said genetics his mustache no different than if you grew your mustache out <laughs> Gen- average facial hair genetics is what attributes to his mustache but anyway they kept throwing over the lanzilli and he almost got picked off like they reviewed it it's pretty fucking close because he didn't slide he then continued to not slide on the pickoff attempts but the announcer was like oh man if he's left-handed there he's out Motherfucker, he's not left-handed. If Lanzilli had 10-foot legs, he's safe. Like, what are we talking about? This is fucking stupid. You don't have to fill the air with your voice. Anybody watching this to hear you talk? Tell me what's going on. Explain this shit when it's going There was enough stuff in there that nobody understood. Like, at the time, they reviewed uh, – Van Horn tried to switch pitchers during the first batter of the inning. Apparently, it's a rule, but they just started reviewing it. Like, they huddled up. Van Horn switched pitchers. He came out to the mound. And then they stopped it and they held it up to review. And everybody, like I went to Twitter trying to figure out what it was. Everybody that was we were, uh, Rick and Kim trying to figure out what it was. Nobody knew. Apparently there's a rule that if you, like at the start of an inning, if the pitcher comes out, crosses the foul line, he has to at least face the first batter until he's out or on base. Did not know that. Apparently neither did anybody else. But the announcers were struggling to try to figure out how to fill space because they, they had set up front. They had no idea what's going on. But that – I don't imagine – so we play North Carolina this weekend. Same scenario as last year, if you were with us last year. Uh, my oldest has a baseball tournament this weekend. And our game on Saturday starts at 10.30. I think the Hogs start at 10. So I'm going to fucking miss that. I'll miss the, the beginning portions of it. Hopefully we'll have another five-hour game like we did all weekend, and I'll get to catch the good stuff. But Sunday's game is also like an hour – the Hogs start an hour before his game, so I'll definitely miss the good portion of that. I'm going to try to record it. 
there's no chance I make it through the ballpark with, excuse me, with nobody telling me what's going on. So that's going to be, that's going to be upsetting. That's but tough. I don't imagine that we, if we go to the championship, I don't imagine, by the way, I'm back in, we're in championship. Uh-oh. I don't know only because I don't, there's no way that anybody presents more issues for us than Oklahoma state did. The only thing that makes me a little nervous, I know shit about North Carolina. I know they're a 10 seed. Oklahoma State was a 7 seed. So looking at that, it would tell you Oklahoma State's better. But Arkansas is not ranked in that tournament. They're not, they're not a national seed. Like they, so they could be fucking something. But the only thing that makes me nervous is Oklahoma State plays fast. Arkansas typically does not. And I don't know that we necessarily slowed the pace of that game down. But if, if Carolina is more like even keel with us, I have no idea what's going to happen. I do know that their fucking outfield fence in Carolina has a net like 30 feet directly above the outfield wall, which makes no fucking sense because it hits the net. It's a home run. There's no seats back there. There's nothing. It, it's not protecting anything. It just looks fucking stupid. But I, don't, I, don't think, we're get, I think we're going to the college this year. I think we're going to Omaha. I'm going to be fucking furious. It, it's like we talked about with football. Like if we beat Bama and then lose to Missouri, I'm not saying – that comparison is great, but in my opinion, Oklahoma State was the scariest portion of this tournament. So I, I believe we beat Carolina. I think we win. I think we just win the first two games against Buck out of there. Get ready to go to Omaha. I'm on board. Shit, I'm I'm, I'm in. You got me sold. And if that happens, I think I'm gonna do it last year and just buy tickets before it's set. I bought tickets for the championship game. Last two games, I think. And if our park doesn't go, I'll sell them. But it's a bit tying these things together that uh, I sold it last year. I was hoping, like NC State fans being excited that they have an opportunity to go would buy them up. They sold immediately when I posted them, which makes me think I should have sold them for more. But Tommy Tanks, Tommy White, freshman for NC State, that uh, hit like 27 home runs, set an NCAA record or something like that. He's in the transfer portal. He's coming so, Dude, that would be – and people – like, here's the thing. People on Twitter – because obviously it's Arkansas Twitter. He entered the transfer portal. He's nationally known. Here come the comments. Woo Pig going to Arkansas, all this stuff. There were people in the comment section that were pissed. Like, oh, that's all we need. Another person that just hits home runs that can't get on base. He hit 27. He don't just hit home runs. He set the NCAA record for home runs. That's freshman. Don't care either way. Like last year when we had that team that was raking, you had like, I think Robert Moore hit 16, Slavens hit 16 or 17. Like there were several people with 10 or more home runs. But if you continue to have like Braden Webb, I think hit 14 in the regular season. And then you've got Tommy White who hit 27. There's no way that doesn't make you better. You can't convince me that there's a way that that makes you worse and definitely not something to be fucking mad about. Well, the old whites are thrilled. I've seen a lot of stuff talking about Florida State. I don't know if there's some connection there that I'm not aware of. We, don't worry. <laughs> He's recording mm. here. Fucking dog. Um, yeah, I, I would love to have him. I, I, I would be surprised. We did get – Derek actually texted me, and I cannot remember the dude's name. He, uh, he committed to us, I think, on his official visit. He's from Oklahoma, and Derek said he's a fucking stud. He said that he, is, he was like – all state in football and baseball and something else in basketball. 
He said he's a problem. He said he gets walked a lot, which in high school, if he's hitting if he's hitting bombs, they're going to walk him. We'll see how that translates to the instant play, but that's exciting. I also, Derek is 100% responsible if this dude stinks because he's gassed me up now. There was somebody else that transferred to Arkansas while that last regional game was going on, I believe, which if at this point where, where Arkansas baseball is, if you're transferring into Arkansas baseball, I'm going to assume it's going to work out. Because, like, I was hesitant about Michael Turner, not because of anything that Michael Turner did or didn't do. It's because I would watch Opus. And Michael Turner, speaking of old whites, he has that knee down stance that people don't like. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't get to those straight pitches that, that, are, that get away from you. Bullshit. Michael Turner, if you watch this, has proven that 100% incorrect. I have no idea how he got his go-go gadget arm out there, but nothing got past him. And he is far more productive at the plate than Casey Opitz is. I love him. Casey Opitz was very Yadier Molina-esque in the fact that he was a stone wall behind the plate, and he was going to get timely hits. He was going to get clutch hits. Turner, definitely clutch hits. Solid. I think he had our highest, like our most consistent batter all year. And he's pretty, pretty much a stonewall back behind the plate as well. That's that's the one thing that's excited me about this regional was Arkansas. Like the frustration point for Arkansas baseball is like similar to basketball. We talked about like we don't have that one guy that can just make a shot when you have to have it. Arkansas's ability to get clutch hits has never been consistent over the last few years. Every fucking time we needed one in that game, we got it. Brady Slavin, all the way back. I still think he accidentally hits doubles and triples off of trying to hit home runs but he's not striking out. Like, he is making contact with the ball. And the fucking announcers, they said that they, they talked to somebody because Brady Slavin's, like, opens his mouth pretty pretty wide while he's batting. It's noticeable. And they said that they talked to somebody, and he opens his mouth wide so his eyes will open wide and he can see better. I don't know where they got that information. I don't know if it's true. If it is, I've been missing out. This is, this is information I was not privy to, mainly – because it doesn't make any sense. But they felt good about it. So, so maybe something to look into. Maybe. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Getting into the NBA Finals. I think, like, everybody's aware that – I said Golden State in seven, and it's looking like Golden State in seven. Or Boston and six. No. You're correct. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, it, the third quarter of game one, Warriors blew up in the third quarter. Shocker. That's what they do. Oh, uh, yeah, until Steve Kerr decided to fucking sit him for no reason. Right. I went to sleep. And then uh, the Celtics just scored 40 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, lost. he – freaking Steph got his fourth foul maybe three minutes into the third quarter. So, he got his fourth foul, and everybody thought he was going to sit him, but he didn't. He stayed in. Scored like, I don't know, I think it was like 17 or 18 points, and then sat him down with three minutes left in the third quarter. They were down by two. Well, you know what happened then. And Steph's yeah. been a little bit of a defensive liability, but yeah, that's not new, though. No, it's not anything new, but that's what happened in that game. It's also what happened. What was it, game one? Yeah, the exact same thing. I mean, Steph can be decent at defense but when he has four fouls. He, I mean, what what the hell is he supposed to do? He's already undersized, and he's got four fouls. You, you get out of the way. And you try to score more points than them, and he tries. Clay had a good night, 25 points. Last night, they were down – I think they were down like 18, and then it got to the point where 
you just you you just knew they were fucked. Like the Warriors just started having one of those runs, like they're gonna come back. And I I almost I said once they came back, I was like, ah, should have live bet that. Thank God I did not because stopped watching when we got home right before we went to bed. Oh, they lost. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. But on that run, like there was Steph came down and they were down two, I think. And I was like, well, if you think Steph's not shooting a three right here, no matter fucking what, you're wrong. Like, Steph's hot. He's going to shoot a three to take the lead, keep the momentum going. They'll probably burn a timeout and try to stop the bleeding. Steph shot that three, came down on Al Horford's foot. They called it the flagrant, made the free throw, got the ball back, and then uh, Porter made a three. And it was like, oh, they're fucking toast. Like, this is the, this is just – it just keeps getting worse. And then they lost. I have no yeah. idea what the fuck happened. I, think, I, I don't know how the numbers, but Clay – when I was watching, he was like five for eight from three. When I fell asleep, I woke up the next morning and he finished like, what was he, five for 13? So he went like 0 for five or 0 for six on his next five or six three pointers. So they got just like what happened in the. Oh, we got 10 more minutes. I'm out of it. Um, we got 10 minutes. We got to upgrade. Not upgrading. Uh, nope. We don't have a budget for that. Yeah, uh, it was funny. After game one, what was it Draymond said? Because they asked him, you know, they lost bad to Boston. It was unexpected, and they asked Draymond about it. And he said, well, let's see, Al Horford, Derek White, and uh, who's the other dude? Another smart. He said they they combined for what? And it was like, I can't – I don't remember. Don't quote me, but it was like 14 for 21 or something like that from three. And he was like, those three shooting that? Won't happen again. And then game two, sure, shit, Golden State blew him out. Right. Uh, and everybody thought I was right in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still am going to stick with Golden State in seven. If they can steal – if they can steal game four in Boston, I could see them winning – Golden State winning in six and winning at the Garden. Or, sorry. Oh, uh, no. At uh, – I don't think they're going to game four. You think they're going to lose? No, I think they're going to lose. And then I think they're going to win. I'm still, I was still bet. You think they're going to come back from 3 1? Yep. It got done to them, and now they're going to do it. Now they're going to do it. And that's the way we're going to do it. And Jalen Brown right now is the MVP of the series. Yeah, my bet's toast. Clay's not winning that, no matter what. No. Unless he scores 100 in game four, five, and six. He's, he's not. <laughs> Yeah, He's don't, not going to win it. That, hold your breath for that. I'm not going to spend that money just yet. I'm still saying Golden State in seven, possibly six. I mean, don't get me I'm wrong. I'm scared to say it. If, it. if it gets to a game seven, I'm taking the Warriors. Yeah, it's be out of order. Correct. My fear is that it doesn't get there. Like this trade. Everybody, and, and it wasn't like once it was Boston and Golden State, it's like, oh, for sure, Golden State's winning. It was well before that. It was the beginning of the playoffs, like wrap it up, go home, Warriors winning the championship. And now, which credit to us, we did say Celtics presented the most issues, did not expect it to be these types of issues. Yes. On this level. But, but give me Warriors I'm, in seven. I'll stick, I'll stick with the Warriors, I'll say seven as well, only because it's getting harder and harder to believe six. But I would love to see him come back from 3-1. And I really don't think 
they win game four. And I don't know why I'm so confident they won't win game four and they'll win the series because it's not super likely. <laughs> no. But if it's right, that's a hell of a prediction. We got, we got like seven minutes left. Real quick. Like five. The Aaron Donald thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald got super fucking paid. Which we said whenever he's like, I don't know if I'm going to come back next year. I think I might retire. Shut up. We knew what you were doing. Yeah, but in that deal, like, they, it, I, I don't know if the verb is in the deal, but when they reported the deal, they were talking about how it's like an in 30 million and then he retires. So, like, I, I'm pretty positive he's going to retire at the end of this deal. I just don't understand how they have the room to make that deal. Because, like you said, they extended Cooper Cup. They give Aaron Donald the most non-quarterback money in NFL history. How? The salary cap is bullshit. Yeah, I think Cup got like a three-year – can't remember what it was, but it was 111 million over five years. I think. I think it was like a three-year, 90 million or some shit extension, 88 million. Underpaid. Oh, for sure. The, everyone knows. Everyone knows the ball is going to him, and he still gets it several times. Correct. In key moments of the game. So it, all those, all those teams, like fans of teams that are saying, like, "Oh, they'll have they're kicking can down the road. They have to pay that eventually." I'm starting to think they won't. I'm starting to think your owner just doesn't want to spend any money. I don't know how my team included. Not either. I think it's bullshit. But that's about all I got. Just wanted to keep stay here and continue having something for you guys to listen to if you so choose. We greatly appreciate you. We will we will get uh, something other than Zoom figured out. And if we gotta use Zoom, so what? But we'll get something figured out so we can at least get the mics rolling, so we can at least get some clear audio for you. It'll work out. Until then, we will see you next time. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, what the hell is wrong with you?